0: fantasy violence, and adult language. Content warnings can be found in the episode description.
3: So I gave myself frostbite a couple weeks ago. It is the middle of summer. (laughs) As like like a gift? What? (laughs) It's June. It's July when this comes out. I needed needed an ice creamy treat. I needed it desperately. And so there's a little convenience store right across from where I work. So I went in and they have the little, you know, little bin of all the, you know, the ice cream sandwiches and things. And they had those little icy Slurpee packs that are like frozen solid. And then you just kind of let them. Uh, melt a little bit and like squish them up, and then you have a little slushy and oh, a Oh, like, like
1: the triangle, yeah, shape thing. Okay. Yeah,
3: exactly. And so I was like, oh, I I got to get one of those. But I had I was getting stuff for everybody at work, so I knew I was gonna like be building up a little armful of of items. But for whatever reason, I grabbed that first. So I'm walking around with this, like collecting you know little bags of chips and things, and I start thinking, man, my. My hand hurts. <laughs> so it was like this like this is like almost freezing to my hand. So I set it on top of a bag of chips, but I still had to like use my thumb to hold on to it so that my little pile of goodies wouldn't fall over. and my, man, my thumb was just in pain So I get up, I pay for everything, I get it all in a bag. I'm walking back across the street and I'm still just like shaking my hand. I'm like, man, that still stings. That was really cold. The next day I look at my thumb and it's purple. It's like bruised from the bone up. Just my God! Absolutely, I gave myself frostbite. Did you place it directly on a nerve? I mean, apparently, like I was holding on to it. I mean, oh, I was walking around for like ten minutes in there, just collecting little things and looking. And I had to text back and forth because some of the things they wanted weren't there. And, <laughs> and I mean, the thumb he uses for texting just wasn't working. It was couldn't <laughs> figure out why. <laughs> and I'll be goddamned! It's been two weeks and it's still a little sore. Uh, it doesn't have the coloration anymore.
1: Jake does his. Thumb past the smell test? Like, does it seem like it's,
2: what? it's rotten? You what? can't ask this. Get the fuck away from me. <laughs> Get that away.
4: Oh, Tass, you were keeping your hands, both of your hands under the table for so long while you were doing that intro that I thought you were about to raise it above the table and show me your amputated thumb. <laughs> Hold up. Rev,
0: can Jake smell frostbite? Is yeah. this like a known thing? That's yeah, yeah, a
2: yeah. skill.
4: Yeah, yeah. He always just knows like where a- north is, and he, he can smell. He's frostbite. like a dog. He can smell yeah.
2: maladies. Yeah, and it's been a closely guarded secret. Hence me saying you can't ask me <laughs> of this. Th- <laughs> ask this of me right now, but cats out of the bag.
1: Uh the NIH is going to be calling you to hu- hire you.
2: Get away from me! <laughs> <laughs> just want to stop, gonna, wanna stop trying to put your thumb in my nose. I'm
3: just trying to find
1: out. <laughs> Last week we talked about Grimace's birthday. Yeah. This week. Is his actual birthday? Happy birthday, Grimace? No. Yeah. This week, my TikTok, since we did that, has been filled with nothing but people being killed by Grimace shake <laughs> yeah. videos. I sent you one. <laughs> it's a wild.
0: The algorithm wants you to know that he's coming for you. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um Well, I do want to take this opportunity to thank everybody who joined us on Patreon this month. We have got Jacob David Lang, Dave, Nick Miller, Chris Smith, Uncle Polly dominic triana bad company and hello world uh so thank you to those who joined us this month and thank you to everyone who joins us every month if you would like to join us you can head over to patreon.com slash the crit show tier start at just one dollar and the five dollar tier gets you access to hundreds of hours of bonus content uh and we are working towards 456 patrons once we hit that, we are going to release our next GWP, uh, which is going to be Kim leading us through a game of Alice is Missing, which is going to be a, a piece of video content. Also, if you are going to be in the area during Gen Con and you would like to join us for the live show, you can go to the slash Gen Con to sign up for that. Uh, it is absolutely free. You do not need a ticket. Gen Con to attend uh, All you gotta do is RSVP for us It's gonna be over at the Indiana Repertory Theater On that Saturday So come over and join us for some snacks And a game and a, just, a, just a bit of a hangout Just a chill And you know dress up like your favorite character As if they're going to the beach Jake is ready
2: Always, I bought three new tank tops yesterday None of them for this event Just <laughs> I'm just summer ready all times
1: And with that, it's time to get into the episode
3: So you've all got about a week and a half to make it to this vortex encircled island that's at the center of the spell triangle. You've got Dorva and his guard on the, uh, what's the name of the ship? The best Southwestern? The best (laughs) Southwestern. Don't sue. (laughs) And uh, Atina and his crew and Jetty and her two ships now. Uh, She has clearly been named the new captain after the, murder of her crew's last captain. What's going on over this downtime? We have plenty of downtime moves that you could make use of, uh, or is this just a kind of a chill just a chill ride the whole way? Just a chill hang.
0: Uh, well first I'm going to finish my book.
3: Oh that's a good point. You have all of the things, yes?
0: Yeah, my magnum opus. I got I got all the ingredients.
3: So from here, we just roll Spitfire to complete this, correct?
0: Yes, and hopefully get a complete success.
3: <laughs> That's yeah. I'm not worried about that. That's what's going to happen. So. I feel like this <laughs> move
0: just gets real bad real quick. The, the lower you roll.
3: Uh, so let's see it. You get to roll plus Spitfire.
0: Oh, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna spend uh oh, two points of luck on this.
3: Okay. Ten. Hell, Hell yeah. 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 Well-spent luck. That
0: was so close. I almost just did one point.
3: <laughs> so remind us first what the book does.
0: Uh, so this is this is my pirate book of ABCs. This is my, my building blocks book. So uh, going along with that idea that it's kind of inspired and it was started and came into this world as the, the blueprints from the Cracked Mirror universe that I got from Sherry. The idea is that I can ask it a question and I will get an answer that kind of leads me a direction. It's it's uh, kind of similar to the, the trust your gut, kind of, where do I need to be going? Or like, what is the answer I'm looking for to this question?
3: So, with a full success, you do still just have to pick one condition. There's this list below that you will choose one and I fill in the blanks. And this condition is known only by you and must happen before the book can be used.
0: I'm gonna go with the book, can only be used blank.
3: Okay, um, off mic for a little bit, Rev had a thought and and we ran with it. So I think this is what we're gonna do to fill in that blank, is that essentially you have to invoke a letter from the alphabet with your question or the goal that you're looking for. And once you've invoked a letter, you sort of cross that out. And then the next time you wanna use it, you can't use that letter again until you've gone through the alphabet.
0: So like the subject or whatever I'm talking about has to start with that letter and I can't do the same thing. Can I reword it?
3: Yeah, I think that's where this is going to get a little hairy is that some things will be super easy to either reword or refocus the question. Some things might be a little tougher, but you're going to have to even to a point of using letters that you don't use as much, X, Mm. Y, Z, that kind of thing.
1: Like using an encyclopedia, be like, I want to ask about Garoga, but I use G already. I wonder if there's anything about Garoga under sea monsters. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah.
0: Or like Landara, uh, can't use L, the undead member of our crew. (laughs) Yeah,
3: (laughs) yeah. So uh, yeah, I think that's the major stipulation for using it.
0: Yeah, I think that's great.
3: So does anything particularly wild or spectacular happen? when you finish this book or is it just sort of like done and you can feel the magic in it or or what like paint me a a word picture
0: well since this was half finished i think we talked about before how as i kind of collected some of the items that i needed like the the scale from the seaborn and the the shapeshifter blood like some things would fill in like not complete pages but like the you know the big ornate letter on each page um and i think as as i finish this it's just a square black leather bound book uh, that says the abc's of piracy on it and as i'm like flipping through the pages the ink kind of like fills itself in and spreads out across the page and on each page there is the the letter in just the large font with an illustration going along with the text. So it like the first page is just A is for anchor, let's raise and set sail. B is for Drat that fell in my ale, and it just fills out from there and it all comes together and closes up in this nice little book.
3: And so it is complete. What's everybody else up to over this stretch?
1: I'm going to try and get the scoop from the Shoremen. They knew of Kurdum. Um. So I want to try to get information from them and see what I can learn about him. And man, how he beheads!
3: Yeah, I love it. Let's uh, see this. Get the scoop. Roll ten. All right, you get two. Well, what do the
1: locals know about Kradoom?
3: He was a part of a clan of Shormen that he eradicated himself. He was extremely brutal in battle. Like these are, you know, they are they're they're, they're Vikings essentially. Like they. Kind of war with each other a little bit, but then you know come together and 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 it's just like this shifting landscape of all of these um, island clans. And he was just so brutal and and wretched all the time that his clan banished him, mm. sent him out, and to get revenge, the story is he summoned a bunch of demons. And made them his own little clan of these horrific figures, these monstrous animal-like things, and swarmed his clan and killed everyone. Why they call him the Beheader is the story goes that he'll battle with these large weapons. He's a big guy. He'll use these big weapons and his, his beasts to help him fight. But once he's ready for the kill, he literally grabs people by the scalp and twists their heads off with his bare hands. I feel like
1: you kind of answered my other question in the answer to this question, but let's find out. What are the hidden dangers if I engage him in combat? Well, That one is an obvious one that he's- That's not hidden.
3: (laughs) Yeah. His bare hands. Stay away from the hands, (laughs) real grabby. Um, Yeah, I mean, he's he's very strong. He's very skilled in battle. Um, But the thing that seems the most dangerous about him that you can put together- from all of these different stories from the different crews, is that it seems like there is sort of a hive mind aspect to the creatures that he commands. So that's the, like, the hard thing that nobody really knows for sure how it works, like if he sees through their eyes and hears through their ears and so on at all times, but there is this sort of a sense that he either can or does control them himself so yeah like he has a measure of control over a small not exactly an army but certainly a a troop of horrific beasts okay
1: and not even just control but somehow they seem to move as a unit or act
2: as a unit right right i want to make dubious friends
3: oh awesome i don't believe we've rolled this one yet so when you try to make dubious friends during downtime roll plus polish on a hit Tell the Fates what favor your new friend is willing to do for you. On a seven to nine, the Fates will tell you what they expect of you in return. On a ten plus, tell the fates a tag you've learned they have. And on a miss, they get the better of you. Take the enamored, indebted, or frightened trouble with them, and clear that when you do what they want. So let's see a roll plus polish.
2: I have negative one polish. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: So with your negative one, that gets you- A one. <laughs> <laughs> so Atina hasn't seen you guys work, like hasn't actually seen you in these battles and stuff the way some of the others have. So I think this whole time, as you guys take like little rests and stuff and, and you know go back and forth, hang out on each other's ships, get to know each other and so on, he just does not take this monkey seriously. Just wholesale, won't do it. Like he thinks it's hilarious <laughs> that you can talk. like it's such a great little, you're just a little curio and he's so excited about it and treats you like his little buddy, but it's clear that he just absolutely does not take you seriously. So like, I want to give you the frightened trouble with more in the line of like, if this guy's coming along to get in these fights with you and to assist you all, you're like scared that he's not going to follow the commands and the suggestions and the things that you need to do to succeed. And if he doesn't take you seriously, that could be a fucking problem. Does that make sense?
2: Yes. I'm not really frightened of him.
3: Right. I'm frightened because of him. Right, exactly. Okay. Uh, So you have that trouble, and I think you can clear that when you prove that you're capable of dealing with a real problem in a real situation while he's watching.
2: Okay. Okay. Uh, that failure also levels me up.
3: Oh, awesome. What are you going to take?
2: I'm going to take a new move, Lightfoot. When you sneak around without anyone noticing, roll plus vinegar. On a hit, hold one. On a 10 plus, hold two. Spin hold to sneak past someone even if they're looking for you. On a miss, take a trouble to hold one or get caught. Nice. Okay. What precisely does Frightened do to me as a condition
4: in our quick start frightened says you're compelled to get out of their way
3: yeah i like that i think that still tracks as like you know they're they're not listening to you so they're gonna do whatever they were gonna do anyway so the compulsion is just to like sigh step aside and let them do whatever it is um so you know trying to stand against that and and get them to see that you know what you're talking about is a big thing okay okay anybody else
0: uh yeah, I'm gonna try to carouse.
3: Okay, let's see it.
0: Uh well, okay here I'd like to carouse. Thing is, I don't have any treasure to spend <laughs> to do it. Oh, do you want money? I got you. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Kim has voiced that she's willing to fund my parties. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to just take all of Kim's money. I should probably find some treasure of my own.
3: <laughs> Here's a no, thought though, honey.
0: If you want to have fun with your new friends, you should go do it. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. I'm going to go I'm going to go party with the new uh the new shorman that are <laughs> on this trip with us. We might all die tomorrow.
4: So, I think Exactly. In which case this money is
3: useless. <laughs> so, take <laughs> you
0: can't
4: take it with you.
3: All righty. Yeah. So, go ahead and roll plus polish.
0: 5. <laughs> oh no. I rolled a 6 and I've got a negative 1 polish.
3: <laughs> well, Here's the fun part. You still get to mark one luck. Oh. And you get to mark your playbook's vice.
4: Oh, <laughs> that happens to me sometimes. I party and then just immediately become introverted. <laughs> I, I, I just partied too hard. I went too quick, too fast. <laughs> uh, actually, I,
0: I already have my vice marked. Book fever. I took in the fight with Pepper Anson.
3: Oh, nice. So <laughs> you kind of get a free luck here.
0: Yeah, I got, I got a, I got one free luck. I would have gotten three luck and an interesting opportunity if I had actually succeeded yeah. on this. But I at least, uh, I at least didn't have anything really bad happen, which I think yeah. is abnormal for a fail in this yeah. game. So,
3: <laughs> And you get to mark experience.
0: Oh, yeah.
4: So a net positive really. Yeah,
3: pretty good. Well done. Everybody, make sure you have a treasure and try to carouse when you have your vice marked. <laughs> and is Kim up to anything over this week?
4: Yeah, I want to perform a ritual.
3: Okay, what are you attempting to accomplish?
4: Well, it seems like we're making pretty good progress on like our side of things, but th- we still don't really know what's going on with Tass or what he's up to or how we can help, if we can help. Oh, uh, that old so-and-so,
3: it's all right. Yeah.
4: <laughs> so if you'll allow me, I'd like to try to spin this Performer Ritual as uh, we've, we've seen me be able to reach out to other versions of myself across different worlds i don't know if i could get inside of his head like i could other kims but at least kind of like scry on him or see if i could use some sort of magical sight to see what's going on with him if there's a way
3: to help i like that if he were here in you know this game's rules this would certainly be a situation where you would have bond with the person you have a connection absolutely i think this is possible Okay. So you will take plus one if you're familiar with this ritual. Oh, uh, I mean. I I think I could justify it in that it's the connection to a being from another world is such a specific thing that I think that qualifies for you.
4: Okay. Okay. Um, Rev's nodding sagely in the corner, so I'll, (laughs) uh, yeah.
3: (laughs) Uh, Also. Mm. Yes, quite. (laughs) Uh, Also, if you sacrifice something with a strange tag. Uh,
4: All I have is my sword, and that's what's letting me do this ritual in the first place. So I I think I can't.
3: Okay. And you can also mark a trouble to see it through for an extra plus one. I will for sure do that. Okay. What sounds good here in a situation like this, like scrying across the worlds, what is going to hit Kim as a as a trouble.
4: I don't know. I, I don't really think that my uh enamored vice would play in here.
3: Yeah. You've
1: got this, like Kim is in another world and like this is the second home she's been removed from. Like she's moved back in time and now she left that, you know, time in the past to here. But if she's linking to Tass in what has now become her home, like maybe it's some kind of a, like a homesickness, like that, that you know, she had to so quickly bond to that new place and those new people that something about connecting to it while being in this strange place for however long, you know, we've been here now. Almost
4: might, two
3: months.
1: Yeah, might cause some some homesickness similar to what she was experiencing when she first arrived in the past.
3: Yeah, hell yeah. Um, I think, boy, like the repercussions of this trouble could be potential compulsions to avoid certain things like you know things that like take you out of your comfort zone in this place like it might be a- avoiding certain situations or like the compulsion to avoid certain situations that might not be great for your friends because you're so like out of the loop here like you're you're not quite in it so to speak that's pretty specific but i have i have some i, I don't want to give it I, like i have some thoughts in mind on that of, about what's coming up that okay could get hairy but okay. how do we clear that is the is the question
1: is it like um indulging in like a familiar comfort well, that might be well that's easy too to say easy yeah on. that might be like to <laughs> take a nap with a cat or something and then it would be gone
0: <laughs> uh, or is it like the opposite where it's like instead of reaching for that familiarity like embracing something that is like uniquely of this world
1: oh uh, yeah
3: yeah that's really good like really taking the time to yeah yeah I like that I like that a lot. All right so you will have a plus two so far and now a negative one for every true thing uh you're flying by the seat of your pants no uh, you're not strange that is true yeah so we'll drop that drops you down to a plus one overall that yeah there we go we've done it and of course if you want to spend any luck
4: uh sure I'll spend a point of luck.
3: All right so that jumps you to a plus two. let's see this roll. Okay,
4: my Spitfire is a one.
3: 10. You do still have to choose one from the list. The effect is not quite as planned. You must sacrifice something important or you are cursed or changed in the process.
4: I'm cursed or changed.
3: Okay, so what does it look like when you perform this ritual and then what does it look like when it pops off?
4: I'm going to assume that we have the opportunity to uh, move some items from the IPT cruise over to our current ship. Oh, sure. Namely, the chest of bombs that (laughs) Tass uh, put in our trunk, because uh, that is the last thing that Tass touched. And so I just want to sort of sit with that and connect with that and see if I can sort of peek
3: into a window. So as you do this... There's almost a sense of vertigo as your sight shifts and connects. It's almost like you've entered a tunnel and you're seeing this stream, this long string of magic connecting from the world you're in to the world that Tass's body remains. You feel this string of magic touch you, moving through you as you stand in this tunnel, and you feel yourself fundamentally changed as this demonic essence washes over you, through you. And then your vision, in a familiar fashion, goes bright white. Tess, you are
1: standing in this alleyway in a memory of the first time Margaret took you out for hunting and training. You've had this understanding of the types of memories. It's moving through and you have decided to go hunt it down. So I'm going to pull a move from Bone Spear. Oh. This move is fresh in my mind because we are making a let's play for it right now. So Bone Spear is a alternate setting for Monster of the Week. Uh, but they have a move in it called Pursuit. When you're tracking or chasing a target, the keeper makes a countdown to track how far ahead the prey is. When you chase your prey, roll plus sharp on a 10, plus, pick three options from the following list. On a 7 to 9, pick two options. On a miss, pick one, but not avoid danger. The keeper will tell you what dangers you encounter. And your pursuit options are close the distance, mark one box, maybe selected multiple times, avoid danger, don't mark one wear on a piece of gear, and find something useful along the way. Now, I know what you're thinking well, we don't have wear on gear. That's actually something specific to Bone Spear. But I think you do have in this environment wear on yourself the weight of combing through your own memories good and bad that can take a toll and so we're going to give you 7 mental wear to match up with your 7 hit points and if you take those 7 mental wear you're basically going to be shunted into a memory of your praise choosing oh okay so there is a there is a danger to taking wear that is different from avoiding dangers. All right. So, and I think, you know, it's just a little behind the scenes. Um, when we delved through Tass's memories last time, I had already selected some memory options for him to go into. But I can't know the things that make Tass, things that are moments in his life where were like, oh, this was a, a moment that slowed down because I was anxious or excited or whatever. So to kind of balance this, I have moments that I know in the show you have moments that you know of like in your life or in this fictional character version of you's life. So every time we come to a memory, which is going to be after every roll, you know, whether it's a good or bad memory might depend on what you pick. We're going to swap back and forth. Okay. About, you know, who's, who's describing the memory that we are in so that the onus is not on either one of us all the time. Cause that seems cruel to both of us.
3: <laughs> uh, I, I dig it. Okay.
1: okay. Uh, so you're going to roll plus sharp as you begin your pursuit. Okay. Ten. All right, so you can pick three options from that list, and again, those are close the distance, avoid dangers, don't mark one where, or find something useful along the way.
3: Uh, For this first one, I'm feeling pretty confident, so I think I'm going to close the gap with two choices and avoid danger with one.
1: All right, and the memory that you find yourself in in this first moment is in the subterranean lair. It is full of people. You are sitting on an old crate and you have got a cherry Coke in your hand and you are looking around the room and it's just one of those moments where you have the opportunity to take in the people and the life around you and appreciate it. And you kind of give yourself that idea of take a mental snapshot and you've all passed out the pieces of Willem's fortune and you're taking a moment with one another before you head out to the North Pole in search of the Argonaut. And everyone is just having a moment where nothing else matters but the friendship in the room.
3: I love that. And even despite that, there's that measure of like, oh, this was nice, but I'm just scanning, you yeah. know? I'm, I'm on the hunt here, trying to keep the vibe going so that the bait is still active, but also... Keeping my eye out, trying to feel out my best way to actually find this thing or pursue it further.
1: Yeah, so why don't you roll investigate a mystery in this memory to see if you can find anything useful inside of this memory.
3: Okay. Nine.
1: All right, you get to hold one.
3: What happened here? Like, what, you know, How how is it interacting with and affecting this?
1: You know that it has come through here because you have tracked it along this path. And it takes a moment for you to find what is odd here? You remember that the seven of you each had a piece of the jewelry from the set of Willem's Fortune, and that that was what kind of bound you all together. You're not wearing yours. Like, it's just not there. But you know that was an element of this moment, that there was something in it that made you feel safer, made you feel stronger, and it seems to have come through here and plucked that, key item away from this memory somehow taking something vital from the memory whether it's strength or willpower or confidence it's hard to say what but it has plucked Willem's fortune off of you out of this memory.
3: Ooh okay yeah I feel like reliving this you know that was the whole point was to like charge these to connect these to have this bond with everybody to make this work so that being gone from it is maybe pretty disorienting. Um, fuck. Okay. Okay, little fella. That's how it's going to be. Interesting. Okay. So I'm looking around. I, I'm i confident that it's not still here, that this is just one of those fed moments, right? Correct. Okay. Then I want to press on. All right. Roll pursuit. Ooh, skin of my teeth. Seven. All right. You get to pick two still. I think one progress. I think I want to avoid danger again on this one. I'm still... Looking for my clues. I'm looking for my, you know, my trail of blood, so to speak.
1: Mark one wear on that kind of mental wear list. All right. So, what is the memory that we find ourselves inside of this
3: time? Uh, I think this is January 2013. This is when I went skiing. Uh, I specifically went snowboarding, and I'm out with a bunch of family. And this was one of those incredibly fast memory moments because I was uh, coming down just a, a, a little small hill, but there's kind of a, a ledge on the side that's maybe nine, 10 feet to get down. Um, you know, you're not supposed to go that way, but like it is the real fast route to get down to the ski lifts. Um, or, you know, go the way that you're supposed to, just kind of down and around the little bunny hill and, and, and get on that way. So I was coming down that way, and a family member stepped out in front of me, not knowing I was coming. Mm. So my choices, cause I was right on the edge. My choices were obliterate them or try to skirt the edge and like get around them. Thought I could do it. I thought I could make that gap without going down the side of the, you know, nine foot drop. Yeah. I was wrong. Uh huh. And I don't remember the fall at all. I don't remember a bit of it. I, I sort of remember the, you know, which way is the sky, which way is the ground. And then I'm laying there and my knee was in horrible pain. Mm. The, uh, Snowboard is twisted off to one side, and I've had knee problems ever since. Yeah. And I think that's what I'm reliving is just that like tumble, that, you know, bright white in every direction,
1: and then stillness. So, when this moment happened and that person stepped around the corner and you saw them, what was the first thing, not the person, but like the first thing you noticed about them, like something they were wearing? that was like, oh my gosh, there's, you know, I, I recognize that this is X person because they're wearing the bright pink beanie they always wear. Or
3: uh, funny you say that. They were wearing like these really bright pink like earmuffs.
1: Yeah. So you notice as you are laying in the snow and the perspective of the task that has fallen off the side that those are gone.
3: So again, I think there's this bizarre disorientation of someone running up and me not recognizing who it is. And, you know, there's still that gut feeling of that pain and and dizziness from the fall. But even though I know I kind of tracked into this myself, I knew what I was ready for, but it's still lingering there. And I'm just trying to get up as fast as I can. I'm trying to break out of that memory of just laying there for a while to see what it has done, if it has done anything differently, if it has has taken this thing... Recently, like I don't know, I don't know if there's anything changed yeah. here with my progress. You know. Yeah,
1: I mean, as soon as you have that thought, you are standing above yourself, like you were kind of in the freeze frame of the moment, looking down at yourself on the ground, looking up at the scene above. Uh, so, roll investigative mystery. Seven. All right, you get to hold one. Uh, what's being concealed here? So you've got two memories now, where you have tracked this creature's progress, and in one of them, it took something that was the strength of a moment, and you've also got. A memory where it has taken something that was almost the trigger. That moment of realization of, oh my gosh, I, I know who this is. I've got to you know, do what I can to protect them. The thing that's being concealed here is that it seems to be collecting trinkets from these memories that are crucial to these moments, and it is getting strength from them. If you could find moments that it has not taken those items, you could probably take them yourself. And get strength in facing it.
3: Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, like I'm, 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 like saying this just over the frozen moment. Yeah, there's, there's some stuff. Um, oh gosh, I wonder if this thing knows what I'm thinking, or if it's just going through my mind like a file. I wonder if I can get ahead of it. <laughs> All right, and I want to press on. All right, roll pursuit. Woof. Uh, eight. All right, you get to pick two. I'm feeling confident.
1: I'm gonna. Close the gap twice. You find yourself inside of a church in an overgrown jungle on an island in Hawaii. There is a priest up on top of a cabinet screaming and you and TJ are being flooded by these ghouls. Everyone in this memory is frozen except for you and the ghouls. And one of them lunges at you and slashes at you dealing one point of damage. Oh! And so at this point, I am going to point out that you, task, you know how Dream Logic works. You're a big fan of Nightmare on Elm Street, so you can either take this damage physically or take this damage on your wear track.
3: Oh no! <laughs> oh, you're an evil man. Um, oh no! I, I think I'm so unprepared for this that you're right. It's the it's the Nightmare on Elm Street logic. I think I take it physically.
1: Okay. Um, but there are three other ghouls. Aside from the one that just struck out at you and they are slowly circling you. What are you doing?
3: Well, I have to imagine my dream shotgun is like much brighter and shinier and glowier. And so I want to level that at one of these things and take a shot.
1: All right. We'll kick some ass.
3: Twelve. All
1: right. What is your extra effect?
3: I want to suffer less harm.
1: All right. You are able to fire off your shotgun at one of the approaching ghouls. And dodge out of the way at its slash. How much
3: damage does your shotgun do? Three messy and magic.
1: Yeah, you turn this ghoul into ash, and there are three remaining.
3: I'm gonna do my sweet slide move and shoot another one.
1: Okay. Um are you are you sliding like to get someplace else, to move someplace else or
3: Well, I am imagining like I remember in this memory it was daylight that they had like come in. Yeah. I I mean, I certainly want to get into a nice position where I can blast one straight out the window into the sunlight.
1: Yeah, why don't you roll Act Under Pressure to position yourself in this room, uh, knowing that there is sun around and that these things do not like the sun.
3: Outstanding. Four! You start
1: to backpedal towards one of the windows so that you can get yourself in the sun, and it's much closer than you thought, and it clips the back of your leg And you go ass over tea kettle out the window (laughs) and into a hole. Um, You are now in the dark underground. It seems like the hole that these ghouls must have dug out of. Oh, no. Okay. And you can hear uh, coming from the side that you did not fall into the sound of another ghoul.
3: Oh, God. Well, that does level me up.
1: What are you going to take?
3: I got to be honest in this moment. I think uh, from that fail, like I tried to do something cool. Yeah. Um, but I was sure lacking on my sharp. So I think I've learned I need to take a moment Mm -hmm. and, you know, invest in what's happening around me. Yeah. So I think I'm going to take a plus one sharp. Oh, okay. And that'll bring that to a plus two.
1: Nice. So in the darkness behind you, you can hear an approaching ghoul and above you, you can hear the three that are in the chapel kind of chittering at the window, trying to decide if they're going to leap into the hole or not. And, you know, deal with that moment of sunlight.
3: God, I think I have to charge this one in the hole, try to take it out so that if they are swarming me, I'm not sandwiched between two groups. So, yeah, I want to attack the one ahead of me. Yeah, I think this is going to be an act under pressure again
1: because it's in the darkness and, and, you know, you have just kind of tumbled very similarly to how you <laughs> fell in the previous memory.
3: God, yep, uh, that, that tracks. Six? Fuck!
1: All right, so you take two points of harm as this ghoul leaps out of the darkness and lands on you and bites into your shoulder. Behind you, you can hear the sound of those other ghouls smelling the exposed blood and making the leap into the hole.
3: I'll I'll tell you. So I have armor, Uh so um, I I have the two armor, but I, I still think like this thing is locking me up here. I'll ask you a
1: question, yeah, dream warrior this physical armor you're wearing in in your asleep body you think track over into
3: no I would not think
1: ah that. but you but
3: I don't have physical armor uh-huh. this is intrinsically a part of me yeah. So I will tell you if I had been wearing physical armor I don't believe it would be here yeah but since this is this is very dream Warrior that uh-huh. like I am the chosen I'm on my hunt I think I've still got it you sold me Okay, I appreciate that because I'm <laughs> passionate about this one. Okay. I, I 100% believe.
1: Okay, behind you, you <laughs> hear the three additional ghouls in the tunnel, and you've got one on top of you.
3: Oh, the so that's going to be a problem. Right. Yeah. Um. Okay. So hear me out. I know that this is like near the beginning of this tunnel. I think I need to shoot the ceiling a bunch. Uh huh. I, I think I'm hoping that. I'm still shallow enough that if I start blasting holes that sunlight will filter through and like either not necessarily scare them off but slow them down hurt yeah. them a little bit so this is definitely going to be an
1: act under pressure because you've got a ghoul on you yeah and I think I think no matter what no matter how good the role is you're gonna suffer some harm from
3: this sure like they are swarming yeah 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 no I agree okay all right i I think part of this is I like, he's on top of me. I don't think I could shoot the one that's on me. Right. So I'm just like, whatever I can get an angle on, you know? Thank God, 11.
1: All right, so you are able to shoot multiple shots at the ceiling of this dirt tunnel, and it all starts to cave in. I could give you a, a bunch of different numbers of like, oh, this much from the ghouls and this much from the falling earth. I'm, I'm just gonna simplify it. I think in total, after armor, you take two points of damage
3: that makes sense as opposed
1: to like here's the damage from the ghouls and here's the damage (laughs) from the falling earth and let's do the math yeah so i think you just end up with two damage
3: i can get behind that
1: is this uh physical or mental
3: i still think it's physical i i feel like i haven't got the hang of the thought that i can shift that quite yet but i think that's sinking in now okay so yeah you have
1: got light on these ghouls you know that makes them weaker what are you doing
3: Uh, I think I got to get out from under the one that has me pinned so that they're not sandwiching me here. So I want to try to roll this one towards the others so that I have them all lined up in a nice little
1: row. Yeah, I think that's another act under pressure to get out from underneath this ghoul and the
3: the cave-in of dirt. God, I'm going to die. Here we go. Ten. Which
1: side do you want to be on?
3: I think I want to be further into the dark. Okay. So that... Here's my thought for the future is... Now they have all these holes of light that are hitting them. They have the light behind them, and they're all in a row. I'm hoping that with my magic weapon, I can maybe reduce the amount of shots I need to take here to kill several of them Mm. at once.
1: Okay. All right. Roll kick some ass. All right.
3: Oh, hell yeah, 11.
1: What's your extra effect?
3: I think it's got to be extra
1: harm. All right, you... Roll yourself back into the darkness, pop up, and you fire your magical shotgun into this cluster of them. They charge at you as you do, and the spray from your shotgun passes through one, then the second, then the third, and finally the fourth. Oh, hell yeah! Um, The light, if you remember all the way back to season one, (laughs) turned these into one uh one damage creatures uh, once you've got your light and your magic oh thank god um i think you take a point of harm simply from the amount of like undead flesh and blood and <laughs> bone that just rain onto you and into your screaming mouth <laughs> oh, god um but the but the tunnel is clear
3: all right i i think in this moment that's more like mental wear that that's just... Yeah. This whole thing is so gross and depressing that um, that that's how it manifests. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, shit. That was a bad day the first time. Oh. All right. Um, So I'm going to crawl my way through that muck and back up into the chapel and see if I can notice anything missing here or if it looks like a spot that I could take something myself.
1: Yeah, roll Investigate a Mystery. Twelve. Get a hold, too.
3: What's being concealed here?
1: I think the thing that you realize there's no good way to give you this answer in character. Um, But I think the thing that you realize that's being concealed here is the only way for you to find one of these unclaimed pieces that this creature has not yet collected is to pick an option in pursuit to find something useful along the way. That makes sense, that yeah. Those are going to be the places, you know, it is it is not a find something useful at the location, it's along the way. So you will you would have to kind of detour into a pocket memory for a moment to grab a thing before you fall into the memory you are pursuing it through because if it's been through the memories, it's grabbed them.
3: Nice. Gotcha. Then also out of curiosity, what's gone here? Like, is that something I need to spend a hold on? Uh, No. Like, where did it go? Okay, no.
1: (laughs) I think the thing that is missing here as you are examining the scene is your earpiece. You know, you were not able to communicate with Jake. He was just gone and having that inability to talk to one of your teammates was very jarring and so it took the earpiece that symbolized that lack of communication
3: okay the only other thing i can think to ask that i'm like overly curious about if i feel like i'm getting any closer if there's anything fresher about the memory or like the the idea of tracking it so i'm i'm like thinking the closest question might be where did it go or like what was it going to do maybe like as far as you know what is its path ahead of me those
1: feelings of dread or excitement all of those things from these various memories it was real subtle when you first started but now that you have moved into a couple you can feel the lingering effects getting stronger of the previous memories like it has collected those parts out of those memories and taking them with it and you can still get a bit of the aftertaste of the previous memory in this memory as if it was here recently. Nice. And it, it's a it's a taste, a sense that has gotten stronger each memory you've gone along.
3: Okay, very cool. Uh, then I'm gonna try to push on. All right, roll pursuit. That is a 10. All right, you get to pick three. I think I'm going to avoid a danger. I'm going to find something useful and one pursuit.
1: All right, so- What memory do you pass through that is not the memory you end up at, but where it leads you through to grab something that was a moment you can think of that would be empowering to you, something that would give you strength?
3: Yeah, Uh, boy, one of them springs to mind a memory that seemed like days, even though it was likely only minutes, when I was neck deep in a sewer (laughs) in horrible horrible, awful, poo-ridden water. Yeah. (laughs) And the only way I got through it was with my headlamp that I had to fish out of my pocket, soaked in the aforementioned Mm -hmm. um, materials. Yeah. In this
1: memory, as you pass through it, the headlamp is still there and it's giving off a very faint
3: glow. Outstanding. And uh, so, yeah, I, I take that along and leave that memory just as fast as I can. Yeah.
1: Um. So, mark down that going forward in this environment, not the, the poo environment, but the mental environment, <laughs> that you have plus one weird.
3: Okay.
1: So, you pass out of this memory and into the next one, and you are standing at the top of the monument at the circle in downtown Indianapolis. Looking out, you can see that there are camera crews, there are people, and there is the thunder lizard. And you're feeling such an immense amount of pride and excitement because this is something you all devised together. And you're seeing Jake step into this role that he was trying to kind of shy away from because he wasn't sure how it was going to pan out. And just the moment of pride in what you and your team could accomplish is what is radiating from this moment. But the thing that you instantly notice is missing is your sniper rifle that you were using to keep guard here the thing that made you feel kind of powerful up here in this tower
3: oof okay
1: and i think the other thing you notice is that fear from the church and the joy from the subterranean layer just all of those different emotions that have been pulled along feel even stronger as a leftover residual energy underneath the pride of this memory
3: okay um so, yeah, like, I feel like that's building. I feel like, I don't know, it's that mental equivalent of getting closer, of on its heels. So I'm looking around. I'm seeing if there's any sign of it having taken my item and still being here, or if I feel like it's moved on.
1: Yeah, I don't think there's a role here. You have figured out its pattern. Um, you know, you haven't seen it yet, but you figured out how to get yourself some advantage with it when you face it. You know what it's taking, you know the feel of getting closer. So I don't think there is a roll
3: here. Okay. Then I'm going to try to continue tracking. All right, roll pursuit. Ten. All right, you get to pick three. Oh, I'm getting close on my on my where. Uh I I I can push it one more point though. So I'm gonna make progress, find something useful, and avoid danger. So what is another positive memory that you sidestep
1: into to grab something that will kind of fuel you here.
3: This is such a bizarre zag from, I think, everything I've seen so far, because this is way back, like when I was like 10 years old and the circus came to town. And like a week before that particular circus did this, where they they would send out uh, coloring, like pages for the kids at the local elementary schools and the kids could, you know, color them and then send them back. And then when the circus got there, they would award a winner of all the kids of which one they thought was the best page. And this was like all the elementary schools in my area, right? And I got mine and I said, I'm going to win. And I colored this thing. It was like a kind of 4th of July-esque thing. Like it was like a clown version of an Uncle Sam sort of thing. (laughs) And so I went nuts with this. I had every inch of that thing completely covered in crayon. It was crisp. It was perfect. It was like this beautiful clown with the swirl patterns in its clothes, but mm. then also kind of patriotic because of the 4th of July theme. Yeah. I was so proud of that, and I won. Oh, I got called down in the middle of the circus, and I got to go stand in the center with the ringmaster as he showed off my picture to the whole crowd. I was the happiest 10-year-old on the planet. So I think there's something about this whole chase, this just idea of... Innocence mixed with hard work, mixed with pride, Mm -hmm. that has me standing in that center ring again, holding that coloring page.
1: So you collect that coloring page, and you now have a plus two weird as you are in your mental space. Oh. You travel through to the next memory, and... This memory is still moving. It is not frozen like the other ones are. Oh. You can feel heavy in the air all of the weight of those emotions of the other memories that were pulled from. You know instinctively it is here. You're standing in a long hallway, the floor, the ceiling, and the walls white. And above you, you hear the sound of something clumping along the hall of the Eye of Horus.
0: Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.
4: This season on, Civilized. Or not, it's improvised, so you don't know. Party, please! No!
3: It has to be done for the good of the children.
2: Captain, is it Beatrix or Beatrice? I'm so confused.
3: I'll tell you who it is.
2: It's your mother! I have summited the mountain, and I declare this land for my own. Marty, get down from
3: the roof! Every time. I can't believe we made it into space, Beatrice!
4: Yeah, it's been a long time coming, Al. Wait, which version are you?
3: Um, which version are you? (laughs) (laughs) So you're saying we've been on Earth the whole time? yeah man it's like just a simulation actually we've been dead the whole time actually this is lost actually I'm lost we only have five seconds to defuse this bomb when when you started saying that or at the end of saying that?
2: Sound of explosion.
4: <laughs> so join us on Civilized Season 5 for this stuff that might happen, but probably a lot of it won't. Regardless, we're back with your favorite characters doing zany things in space, and we couldn't be more pumped. We'll see you soon, listeners.
3: Civilized Season 5 begins May 31st, 2023. Tune in wherever you get your podcasts or visit civilizedpod.com. That got weird.
4: Because <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah.
3: usually they're pretty normal. <laughs>
4: yeah.
2: Yeah.